From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. You can find it all over the place. You can find it there in the WDBO app. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. You can also check me out on the radio each and every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Stream us there in the WDBO app. So as we are taping this podcast on a Wednesday morning, June 22nd, word is that President Biden now will go to Congress to suspend federal gas taxes. The proposal will be for the tax to be suspended for the next three months. And again, he would need congressional approval here. The initial thought was that Republicans are going to hate it and the Dems would love it. But there are some Democrats who have approached the suspension of the gas tax with skepticism. Even Nancy Pelosi has come out and suggested that it would not be a wise thing to do. Heck, former President Barack Obama once called such a thing a gimmick. So the president is going to face some opposition to this because of two reasons. Number one, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul here, in essence. You're taking monies that typically go toward highways and mass transit to put toward this gas tax suspension. And there is a common thought here that tapping into the strategic reserves, as he did a few months ago, has had little to no effect on these extraordinarily high gas prices throughout the country. How is suspending the gas tax going to have that significant impact, knowing that it's about 18 cents a gallon? My take, it's just typical. It's typical Joe Biden. It's the typical Democrat thing to do. You light the fire, then you pull the fire alarm when the fire gets out of control. That's what's happening here. This president from the campaign trail on, has vilified the oil and gas industry, so much so that he has said that he wants to put them out of business. He shut down the building of the Keystone XL pipeline from day one. He is obviously tied to the extreme left of his party right now, and he is sticking with his ideology with no plan or policy on how to get to this utopian green future. So what are the oil and gas companies going to do? They're going to listen to what the president is saying about them, about doing away with these companies in the future. Therefore, they go into preservation mode. They're not investing in drilling. They're not investing in refineries for the future. And I don't blame them. So that's where Brian Kilmeade comes in. You can hear Brian every weekday morning, 9 to noon here on WDBO. You can also see him on Fox and Friends every weekday morning and on One Nation with Brian Kilmeade every Saturday night on Fox News at 8 p.m. I talk about Biden's plan to suspend the gas tax along with the January 6th hearings taking place right now. Here's that conversation. How much have you watched, Brian, of that hearing? And can we glean anything from it at this particular point? I didn't watch much yesterday because I was on the road. Uh, I was in uh, doing a a feature with Governor Youngkin of Virginia. But I'm just reading about it. It's pretty much the same stuff. uh, Trump's effort was instance. You know, I think he really thinks he won, mm-hmm. but I think that Rudy Giuliani played into it along with these other lawyers uh, that people have called, you know, um, you know, like the Looney Tunes, and they they contrasted themselves within Trump circle as the normal people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, more people could have stepped up and, and said something publicly like Chris, Chris Christie during it. You know, it's just uh, Trump is right now better approval ratings than, than Joe Biden. Trump's policies have won back over people that are beginning to forget about some of his uh, unique behavior. Uh, to be kind. And instead, if it wasn't for this January 6th thing where clearly there were things that were uh, that they did wrong and were inaccurate and you should not be calling up election, you know, uh, states, uh, secretaries of states in, in Georgia and saying, give me 8,000 votes or 11,000 votes and you shouldn't be trying to seat other electors. I mean, there's no there's no excuse for that. But I would love to see a counter opinion in real time. Well, that's the people thing, say. Well, yeah. there's Republicans on the there's Republicans on the panel. Well, they're not. They're just there right now. Liz Cheney, who has no interest in in talking about security, no interest in in talking about what it was actually done as opposed to what was proposed. What was hearsay? What was you and I might be in the office one day and go. You know, if things don't change around here. I'm going to look. I'm going to start looking around for another job. That's just you spouting off. Next thing you know, it's in testimony. Yeah. Like, excuse me. Yeah. I was just talking. Right. It was by the coffee machine, just hanging out. I didn't know it was going to be in front of Congress, but did I say it? Yeah. You know. But you, 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 a lot of this stuff, you just need some people to ground you in reality. Yep. And if I it's agree. not there, it's not there. But they give them no opportunity. Investigate it. Investigate January sixth, but do it legitimately. This is not a hearing because there's no rebuttal. I mean, it's all it's all prosecution and no defense. So how can you have a legit proceeding like that? You can't. I mean, I think you called it an infomercial last week. That's exactly what it yeah. is. You're plugged into the TV world. Is anybody watching? This hearing, Brian? Uh, less and less each day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it might be getting to Trump because he's sounding off. I want to get my time. Why didn't my time? Kevin McCarthy, why didn't you put some people on on there to fight for me? Uh, I think the president's forgetting that he tried. And Nancy Pelosi rejected it. He put on Jim Jordan and, and Congressman Banks. And both were rejected, which was, which I understand is unprecedented. And she's like, I'm going to just take Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. So she picked instead of having the minority pick, which has never been done then, as far as I know. So Trump's got all he has to do is call Kevin McCarthy and go, "Why are my where are my people not there?" And he would have, and you know, he would have found out. I'll add to this that Governor DeSantis has a lot of momentum around him. Governor Yunkin has a lot of momentum around him. Uh, millions of dollars, there are 3.4 million dollars of from Trump donors into Ron DeSantis's reelect him as governor campaign. And they have never given uh, these donors who have given, I think, combined 24 million to Trump have never given to a state race before. So we'll see, you know, until until we see Ron DeSantis say, I will not run if Trump runs. I think a lot of people uh, see that that DeSantis might have the best shot. Well, that's really interesting you say that because, I mean, obviously the Democrats want to knock Donald Trump down a peg or two and prevent him from running for president again. I think he's going to run. But again, the question is, will he have that same mojo that he had not too long ago? Or will a guy like our governor DeSantis come in and, and give him a run for his money on the GOP side here, Brian? It would divide the party, mm. no doubt about it. It would, it would crush one of them, and you wonder, you know, if uh, Trump loses to DeSantis, does every does the Trumper sit out? The question is, can Trump? There's two questions: Can Trump get 44 percent? That's what the minimum you need. And number two is, can you win without Trump's 40 percent? So if Trump doesn't get behind you and tells the Trumpers to stay home, you lose. And if Trump loses and tells him to stay home, the Republicans lose. So there's there he does hold the cards. 
No doubt about it. All right. President Biden said earlier in the week that he is considering this gas tax holiday where Americans could save up to, what, 18 cents a gallon on those high prices of gas for about three months. Does that float your boat, Brian? Are, are you excited about no, that? Plan? The same thing about, yeah, same thing about emptying our reserves. It does almost nothing. It acts as if he's doing things. And they made his dumbass comment about, oh, I didn't know I hurt the feelings of Chevron executives, oil and gas executives, when they came out and said, you want to to do all this refinery while you're vilifying us at the same time and preventing people from investing. I didn't know I hurt his feelings. I mean, Trump would would be skewered for that. Trump makes it personal when it has nothing to do with his personality. He's a narcissist. You have Joe Biden again saying idiotic things. I hurt his feelings. It doesn't do with hurting your feelings. No. You, you know, you, you're just saying it's impossible to refine more. You're taking refineries offline. Evidently, we would... We were, like, we were going to start refining, I think, the Virgin Islands, and we had a refinery there all set to go. They disabled it. I mean, this is all stuff. This is, this is incredible. The Chinese and Russians must be laughing at us. Yeah, well, instead of a gas tax holiday, how about this? How about, like you said, how about not villainizing oil and gas? How about not saying that you're going to put them out of business? How about having a plan or a policy? If we're in this transition here that we talked about last week, if we're truly in a transition, then how about having a plan for that transition? Instead, he just announces out of the clear blue that we're in a transition again here, Brian. Yeah, and uh, that that every person who says uh, this is a conspiracy, we're going through this pain so they can uh, green our economy, listens to John Kerry and listens to a clueless Joe Biden. And not understand that that's exactly what his uh, detractors and people wonder, $5 of gas. How am I going to afford that? I've got to cancel this vacation. I can't go on this trip. Uh, it looks like um, I'm not going to be able to get this car. And he's happy about it. And that, and that, to me, is the worst. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for appearing on the Inez Says podcast. That will wrap it up for today. Join me on the radio each and every weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and a.m. 580. I'll see you next time.